Hello and welcome to our University of Strathclyde podcast series, run out of the world-famous School of Education, right in the heart of the beautiful city of Glasgow in Scotland. We bring you a mix of meet and academic interviews, thought pieces, conversations and provocations on all things education, to give you a glimpse into our world-leading education research here at Strathclyde and of course to stimulate your questions and thinking around the meaning, purpose and practice of education in schools, in communities, and of course, in all our lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast of the School of Education. And today I have the pleasure of having Dr. Stavros Niku with me. Stavros is a lecturer at the School of Education. Hello, Stavros. Hello. Hello, Dario. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. First of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am Stavros. Um, I am a lecturer in digital education. Uh, I would say that I have a science background, uh, physics and computer science, with a main interest in technology enhanced learning. I have a quite strong experience, teaching experience, almost 20 years in different education levels from secondary education, higher education, and lifelong uh, learning, and teachers' con continuous professional development. I teach digital technologies in the School of Education, and uh, I am a course leader of the postgraduate certificate in digital education, and my main area of interest is technology-enhanced learning, and specifically, context-aware mobile learning and assessment. Lovely, perfect, thank you. And this is why we've got you here today. So, um, because we are aware of your uh, background and expertise and experience. So my first question to start off with is, how could you summarize, because you just mentioned that uh, term, how could you summarize the links between context-aware mobile learning and assessment? And what implications are there for pedagogy and research? Great, this is a good question. Okay, mobile learning, as we all know, uh, is an emerging trend in education. Uh, we are all aware of the rapid growth of mobile and wireless technologies, and this has resulted in an increased use of mobile devices in education. Okay, according to one mobile learning definition, learners are able to engage in educational activities without being tied to specific time and physical locations. That means that learning can happen anywhere, anytime, and in this way, learning becomes seamless and uh, ubiquitous. Uh, in mobile learning, the idea of learning contexts is very important. And this links us to the context-aware mobile learning. When we say learning context, we mean each time the current situation of uh, the learner that is very much related to a learning activity. Therefore, context-aware systems refer to applications that use, that employ contextual information to provide appropriate services to the learners. And this leads us to personalized and adaptive learning. Okay, let's imagine a scenario of students in a field trip or a museum where um, mobile devices 
by using explicit or implicit user input or other sensors or RFID technology or QR codes. Okay, mobile devices gather information from the environment and uh, employing by employing appropriate application logic, usually they use an adaptation engine. Mobile devices use this information to provide personalized learning guidance or assess students' knowledge or specific skill, skills. I think this gives us an example of what context-aware seamless learning is. Okay, and of course, it is mobile learning because it involves uh, the mobility feature. And this cannot be achieved by other uh, non-mobile means. Okay, beyond the context-aware uh, uh, learning, there is another interesting uh, aspect of mobile learning because there is another definition based on which mobile, device, mobile learning is mediated by mobile devices, okay, which happens across multiple contexts, okay, but through social and content interactions. I think this definition involves the social interactions, okay, let's consider the social media, which is a very important aspect also of the learning process. And with connections to uh, social constructivism, or the new learning theory of uh, connectivism, okay. Well, to keep it short, there is a growing body of literature about developing mobile learning systems and also literature that highlights the positive impact of mobile learning on learners' motivation and performance as well. It seems that the, by using mobile devices, uh, the use of mobile devices opens up new windows of opportunities, I would rather say, in both learning and assessment. However, and this is my last uh, comment to your question, it is very important that mobile devices should be used in such a way that we take advantage of their pedagogical potential and not simply use them as substitutes of uh, conventional or uh, old-fashioned traditional pedagogical approaches where students usually are passive consumers of information. So this is a whole story of uh, context where mobile learning and its uh, importance, Dario. Yes, that has been extremely helpful because I wasn't aware of um, the term of context aware of mobile learning and now it makes sense. And I agree with you that um, technology itself will not um, help us much, pedagogically speaking, if it's not supported by, by good practice and good pedagogy, um, because that's what drives education anyways, with or without the support of uh, mobile learning. And um, I understand that you have um, used your knowledge of mobile learning, assessment and uh, digital technologies in general to develop um, this new postgraduate certificate in technology enhanced teaching and learning uh, for the School of Education. So my question linked to that program is, 
What is unique about this um, PG search? Okay, um, thank you for the opportunity to uh, talk about this new postgraduate certificate in digital education. Okay, this uh, uh, PG cert uh, comprises three modules. And let me briefly explain three, these three modules uh, in order to give a general idea of the um, uh, de degree. The three modules are technology enhanced learning, theory and practice, instructional design and technology, and digital media for learning. Uh, I will try to at attempt a brief description of these modules, very brief. The first module, technology enhanced learning, theory and practice, explores, I would say, the key drivers of integrating digital technologies in our teaching. We talk about different learning theories and how they relate to educational technologies. For example, transactional distance theory, uh, cognitive load, or uh, many other theories, okay? Also, the module presents a, a range of emerging technologies in the 21st century classroom, like uh, artificial intelligence, mixed reality, uh, digital game-based learning, of course, context-aware ubiquitous learning. Okay, moreover, the module provides an overview, and this is important, of different aspects of online and blended learning, and introduces students to the very important area, I think, of learning design. Students have the opportunity to design their own teaching interventions using uh, appropriately uh, different contemporary technologically enhanced learning environments. So this is a more practical oriented uh, part of the course to develop uh, specific teaching uh, interventions. Special uh, attention is given to learning analytics, which is uh, very much uh, important uh, nowadays. Uh, this is a general introduction to the field. I mean, and we talk about how data can be used, uh, how educational data can be used for decision making. What kind of educational data can be used to improve educational experiences. And the module closes with uh, a exploration of the so-called open educational resources. This is the first module. The second module is about instructional design and technology. Okay, this class, the main idea of this class is to provide students with the main theoretical background and of course, uh, to give them the opportunity to uh, practice on this, um, on instructional design and technology. Okay, the module has two parts. The first part, is about instructional design as a learning and learning design. Okay, what we mean by instructional design is like is a systematic process of transforming basic learning principles into um, teaching practices. And the second part of the module is about technology integration frameworks. In other words, how to effectively integrate ICT in the classroom. Classroom can be online or face-to-face. -face. 
Uh, regarding the first part, the instructional design part, we introduce uh, the uh, famous AD model, you know, the, the, with the five phases of analysis, design, development, implementation, and evaluation, and other models as well, like uh, the successive approximation model or, and other mo models that promise that are appropriate to develop meaningful learning experiences. And the second part of the module, uh, we um, work on technology um, integration frameworks. We start with the very basic TPAC, okay? The, and then we go to the uh, SAMR model. And we, of course, we introduce other models as well. And again, special attention is given to more specialized models towards online teaching and learning. Okay. And the third module uh, is called Digital Media for Learning. The main idea here is to explore uh, digital media and educational technologies, technologies that can support different learning strategies. For example, drill and practice, inquiry-based learning, collaborative learning in different contexts, online or face-to-face. -face. The module has both theoretical and practical uh, aspects. First, we uh, introduce different theoretical foundations like uh, principles of multimedia design. We explain how digital resources can be classified or how can be um, developed based on uh, uh, specific principles of multimedia design. Students apply these principles to um, design uh, different digital artifacts as an example, I can mention uh, the digital stories or students uh, develop an augmented reality application that can teach pupils how to develop the augmented reality application without uh, any uh, programming background, coding background. And uh, yes, I think this module provides connections with theoretical frameworks, uh, but it, it also has a practical um, dimension. Okay, students, prospective students in, in this uh, PG cert can be mainly from the education sector primary, secondary school teachers, college instructors, uh, university lecturers. Okay, as we all know, uh, schools now are seeking uh, online and blended delivery modes of education. So, so I think this uh, course uh, would be very useful for teachers. However, students can be from other sectors also. Uh, we can see that companies now have adopted e-learning as a more flexible and effective way to train employees. So prospective students can be, I would say, can be everyone aspiring to enter the field or uh, everybody who is simply interested in uh, digital uh, education. Um, yeah. I would say, and this is my last uh, comment, uh, that this course offers another area to the uh, high quality teaching that our school offers. Yes, indeed. And I was thinking of, um, of the prospective students that you can welcome uh, to the PGC search, um, sorry, to the PGC search, um, because it could be, yes, like educators, like teachers, but also perhaps people interested in perhaps designing training courses for companies as we are now because of, you know, due to the pandemic, 
that we have an acceleration, if you will, of uh, blended or online learning and, and training. Now, um, just a different tango, uh, if you will. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your research? Uh, what are you currently working on, Stavros? Good, okay. Um, first one, I would like to mention uh, my main area of research, as I mentioned before already, is technology-enhanced learning, and I pretty much focus on the motivational and affective aspects of uh, technology-enhanced learning. So my research, uh, I would say, it involves teachers and learners' uh, perceptions, attitudes, beliefs, um, self-determination, self-regulation, motivation, in technology-enhanced teaching and learning. I think these are important aspects of learning because they are very much closely related to the learning design from the one side and to the improvement of student learning achievement as well. Because I think we agree that by understanding learning motivation, this can inform how to design or to revise an online course, for example, or by detecting student attitudes this can contribute to the design of uh, adaptive learning experience. One recent, recent example of this uh, specific research are um, my very recent publication about the attitudes and perceptions of uh, university students and academic teachers towards web-based video conferencing systems that we all use during this pandemic. Okay, so we all know that these technologies uh, became a mainstream and uh, they offer great opportunities to communicate through this social distancing and school closure period. But uh, the question is, um, are we willing to continue using these technologies in a post-pandemic world? So uh, I would say that this specific study proposes a model to predict students and teachers continuous intention to use these systems, web-based video conferencing after the lockdown restrictions. And this model may be helpful to, um, uh, to the, the post-COVID world, hopefully, uh, when uh, the shift from face-to-face -to, -face to online, online seems to be a new reality, maybe. Uh, another part of uh, my research is uh, technology acceptance, as uh, uh, you can understand, how users accept and adopt a new technology. Uh, I think by determining the factors that affect uh, users' intention to use a new technology or intentions to continue using a technological system can help us to better design and integrate these technologies. Of course, the main area of interest is mobile learning for all the reasons that I mentioned before. Plus, I think I forgot one very important aspect of mobile learning. The capacity of mobile devices to offer augmented reality experiences, learning experiences. And I mean the overlay of digitally produced media, like virtual information with the real world, which seems to be a very interesting, a promising and engaging learning approach, the augmented reality. I would also like I like to highlight the special interest, my special interest in the intersection of mobile devices and uh, the self-determination theory and motivation. 
uh, I am trying to combine elements of this theory with uh, the features of mobile devices. Okay, this theory in very briefly states that uh, if all three basic psychological needs of autonomy, competence, and relatedness are satisfied, are satisfied, learners are more intrinsically motivated and they perform better. Okay. Um, I think that mobile devices with all the different features that can offer, like um, uh, immediate feedback or social networks, have the capacity to support these um, basic human psychological needs of autonomy, competence, and relatedness. The last but not least, I am working in the area of improving STEM and computer science education. For example, there is an ongoing project uh, in the context of uh, the Strathclyde uh, vertically integrated projects for sustainable development and has to do with, with the maker spaces. Okay, the maker movement is an important uh, development in educational technologies where students create digital artifacts, uh, not only digital, okay, and they are not only passive consumers. So in this project, we design and evaluate um, physical computing activities and um, digital design and digital manufacturing activities in FabLab. And we try to investigate how primary students, primary uh, uh, pupils are engaged in these activities from different perspectives. I think this, uh, gives an overview of my um, research interests. Uh, yes, and I'm sure that we will be hearing a lot from you because yes, I agree with you that um, the pandemic has given us the opportunity um, to play around and to navigate all these digital worlds, if you will. But then I liked your question, the, the one you know that you posed before about the extent to which we will all be um, utilizing these technologies once we go back, let's say, to face-to-face -face teaching. Because of course, we have now identified a number of benefits for learners and for ourselves and for the um, inclusive delivery of education through online tools. Um, thank you very much, Stavros. Uh, this has been extremely interesting and, and helpful because you have provided us with key terms that will inform education, that are already informing education and they will not go away. So <laughs> we will need to, to deal with them and, uh, and familiarize ourselves with all these uh, possibilities that we have. Thank you very much, Dario. Thanks a lot for giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, technology enhanced learning and our new uh, PG chat. Well, thank you very much thank for your for your time and for putting together this new PG search. Okay, everyone, this has been uh, Stavros Niku from the School of Education, and we will come back with more podcasts later in the year. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening in to our Strathclyde Education Podcast Series. We'll be back soon with another episode.